Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the kingly Brent. Hello. <laughs> oh, how do you do, good sire? Oh, wonderful. Oh, 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 oh. I have to start off by making a None Dare Call It Wrong correction. I meant to say oh. this on the last one. Yeah, um, in our little trailer of, you know, we are returning, I said, we'll see you at episode 93. Well, that was wrong. It was 92. Yep. And you were at 93. I just continue with the tradition of not knowing it at all which episode yeah, we are. Yeah, who knows? Way off. But look, you were eventually right. Yeah. And that is all that counts. That's all that matters. All right. So what, what are we talking about today, Dylan? Well, today we are finishing our series on COVID vaccine conspiracies and we're going to be mostly focusing in on the more social and political conspiracies today. But first, we do have two of the more extreme versions of a medical conspiracy. <laughs> and I believe Brent has something to say about that. That's right. First, we're going to start off with Dr. Hodkinson. According to an interview with Dr. Richard Hodkinson for the Daily Expose, Spike proteins are even more dangerous than Dr. Bridal suggested in the previous episode. Not only can the vaccine kill a pregnant woman's baby, it can make men permanently sterile. And that is the order of Dr. Hodkinson's concern. It's always <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Women can, you know, it can murder their babies. But what I care about are men being sterile. That's right. really the key thing to, to care about here. For some men who refuse to get the vaccine, this turns out to be great news. As one Instagram commenter put it, quote, well, kings, we're going to be the most sought after men, considering we'll be the only ones that will be able to procreate sunglasses emoji. Yeah. I mean, actually, I have to wonder, is this man, is he royalty? I don't I mean, maybe he is actual royalty. I don't know. Yeah, and, I, I'm not sure. I think once the covid vaccination continues and there's only a small population of men who will be able to procreate, who will actually be fertile. I think we will turn them into kings. Yeah. So that is what he is predicting. Exactly. And he also clearly understands the deep inner workings of a woman. So that's that's just 100 oh, percent. So you might think that all of the trials the vaccine went through would have shed some light on any negative effects on fertility. But you would be wrong. And Dr. Hodkinson has an airtight case. The trials, remember, lasted only six months. But and you may not have known this. But pregnancies last nine months. Oh. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. So how in the world could they have known it was safe for pregnant ladies? No See? idea. No idea. Yeah, it's impossible. But this isn't a matter of Dr. Hodkinson having some wacky anti-vaccination bias because he, quote, has done everything in pathology at national and provincial levels. Wow. Wow. Which is yet another very humble character in the uh, NDCIO catalog. Yes. So that's, <laughs> it's on to the list. Everything. Everything in pathology. Although, see, the main problem here is presumably everything would include everything wrong. Yes. And so that's we might want to be careful with this guy. In fact, Hodkinson completely rejects the Wuhan lab escape theory. So, you know, he's on the level. See, well, at least until he informs you that the virus has actually made in the U.S., based on research by none other than, yep, Dr. Anthony Fauci himself. <gasps> That's right. Yep. Oh my we God. dare speak his name on this podcast. Not only is he directly responsible, he did his dastardly work while being both, quote, an idiot and corrupt. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. 
Because corrupt, I get, but also an idiot. I mean, that's pretty impressive to invent a dangerous pathogen. When you're an idiot, it's even more impressive. And while Hodkinson does suggest that maybe ivermectin or even vitamin D could be helpful against COVID, he really is much more pessimistic than that. Quote, look at Fauci. If one mask doesn't work, well, maybe two or three or perhaps 10. If you are 10, I guarantee you will not get COVID because you actually will be dead of hypoxia. Let me tell you explicitly, masks don't work, period. Period. Just two periods, no third. He wrote out the word period. Oh, and then, and then there's there's periods after the word period. Oh, so I'm counting at least four periods. Yeah, this is at least. Oh, well, that's good. Nothing works. Nothing could work. Nothing <laughs> did work and, and nothing will work. It should be life as normal with personal responsibility used to control it in the usual way. Nothing could work. <laughs> wow. Give up. Wow. Just, just give up. What's the point? This is why all the hospitals are empty. They're just telling people, look, just go home. <laughs> Nothing could work. And actually, he's got it wrong. I think he's talking about Fauci and the 10 mask thing, but it's it, he's, he's close. But I think it's actually 11 masks. Ah. He's just one shy of the actual needed mask count. I mean, a good general rule for me with mask is you want to take the thickness of your head and duplicate it in cloth over your mouth. I got it. So you want to, in other words, you you want the double the size of your head when you go out to the grocery store. So you kind of want more like horse proportions. Yes. Yeah. You basically just want to look like a horse download process. That's why we got to take ivermectin. (laughs) Exactly. And even though we talked about this in the last episode, how ivermectin is an FDA approved drug for human beings, Mm -hmm. and it is on the World Health Organization list of essential medicines for human beings. Again, yeah, we should be taking the horse version while we wear enough masks to look like a horse. It's all coming together. So before this interview on November 13th, 2020, Hodkinson spoke publicly at the Edmonton City Council. Here we learn that along with doing everything in pathology at national and provincial levels, Hodkinson's was the former chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology. Some online sources said he was also the former chairman of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. But the group denies this claim. Mm. Um, I mean, Canada Examination Committee, that's the elusive CEC, which is the evil version, the Canadian version of the CDC. So Uh, let's keep that in mind. One letter off. And even though Hodkinson said that COVID was, quote, the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspected public, he is also the CEO of a North Carolina biotech company that sells COVID-19 tests. Ah, so, yeah. Mm. Which, I mean, how are you supposed to know if you caught the hoax? The shit is contagious. You got to make sure. Yeah, I mean, it seems like if you think it's a hoax, then COVID-19 tests are really easy to make. You just print the word no yeah. on a piece of paper and hand it out to people. Yeah. More importantly, does the vaccine have the fertility issues described? In short, there is no evidence it will. Quote, although there's limited research on the matter since clinical trials did not specifically study fertility, no related issues have been reported among thousands of trial participants. In fact, some of them got pregnant. Initial studies on animals for the Moderna vaccine showed no impact on female reproduction or fetal development either. And although detecting fertility issues can take time, as of January 20th, fertility loss has not been found to be a side effect among millions who have already received the vaccinations after authorization. 
according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah, according to the CDC, right next to the CEC. I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, the the CDC is the evil American version of the CEC. So let's just keep that Mm, in mind. Exactly. So what but what can be worse than miscarriage or sterility? Perhaps the worst outcome of all could be reduced to a mere party trick. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny spoke to the Ohio House of Representatives as an expert witness and explains how this could be possible. Quote, I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the Internet of people who have had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead. It sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. You can honestly be sure she knows what she is talking about because Dr. Tenpenny claims to have studied vaccines for 10,000 hours when the pandemic first began. I have to also say, if you remember, if this is a video, have you seen the video to this? Because she does it and uh, she tries to put spoons on her and they just fall off. So it's just instantly debunked. But that's too bad. You get, you know, I mean, you get that. It's it's performance anxiety. It's magnetic anxiety. It also wears off. You know, you got to make sure and get both shots. Maybe she just had one shot. And you got to get the boosters. The booster will really make everything magnetic. Tyler Buchanan, a journalist with the Ohio Capital Journal, calculated that since there are only 11,000 hours since Ohio declared a state of emergency over COVID, that would mean Tenpenny was hitting the books for 22 hours a day. Incredible. Also, I have to say, too, I did the math here. 10,000 hours is really like 417 days, basically. So she you know, could have been slightly less dramatic just saying I studied vaccines for a little over a year. That would be. A yeah, but way to that put doesn't that. get it's like nearly 24 hours a day. Yeah, it got more of a punch. And the GOP representatives clearly appreciated her diligence studying. One set of podcasts she hosted was, quote, enlightening in terms of thinking. And I, I hope that's what everyone thinks of our podcast, enlightening in terms of thinking. I sadly was not able to find out exactly who said this. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to pinpoint. I really wanted to put this on somebody, but could. not. Yeah, I have to admit. I mean, like we mentioned in our psychedelic Coke series, I do, I do prefer enlightenment by means of thinking over enlightenment by means of drilling a hole in your head. So yeah, that is that a is. Pre- preferable way to reach enlightenment. Another GOP representative, Jennifer R. Gross, said it was a, quote, honor to have Dr. Tenpenny speak to the committee. The aptly named Gross made the news in May for saying that a vaccine mandate was, quote, eerily similar to the Nazis forcing Jews to wear yellow badges. Gross also explained that the real message we should take from the Holocaust, quote, those that were lost are a grave, grave reminder that we should not be forcing anyone to take experimentation as this vaccine is an experimental use authorized vaccine. Yeah, that's the main that's the main takeaway of the Holocaust. Uh, don't force people to take vaccines. Right. Uh, and because at first when she said it was an honor to speak to Dr. Tenpenny, I was very confused. But given how dishonorable gross is, there is still a major honor gap between them. I mean, Tenpenny is is Martin Luther King Jr. in comparison. Back to Tenpenny. So she also claimed that the vaccine should be pulled because over 5000 have died so far. But the number is a little closer to zero. But most disturbingly of all is the wireless menace that the vaccine represents. Quote, there's been people who have long suspected that there's been some sort of an interface yet to be defined interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, honestly, the nanobots in your typical influenza shot run on 4G. So Mm. 
you know, it was just inevitable that the, you know, the CVSs and the Walgreens pharmacists would upgrade to the 5G vaccine soon. So that's and I mean, it's just yeah, commonplace. I think it makes sense for CVS that those receipts are way too long. Better to just inject them directly in a microchip. Yes, I agree. I love also. So there's been people not even Trump's many people are saying there have been people. <laughs> all right. So some people who have long suspected that there's been some sort of a not yet defined interface and just every other word is a weasel word. Yeah. Quite impressive. So those are, I would say the two of the most extreme of the medical conspiracies. And so now we can get back into the more social slash political side of things here. And the most infamous COVID vaccine conspiracy by far is that it contains a microchip that is going to track your every movement, just like your phone already does. And that Bill Gates is definitely involved. That's oh, for sure. You know, that constellation of concepts is definitely the most popular, the most memeable of the COVID conspiracies. And a recent YouGov poll showed that 20% of Americans somewhat or definitely believe this. And if you break it down by political persuasion, that comes to 29% of Trump voters and a sad 8% of Biden voters. Wow. That's believing this conspiracy. So, hey, you can't hide from it anywhere. One source for this theory comes from our good friends over at naturalnews.com, who we were talking about in the last episode. And they wrote an article titled No Vaccine, No Job. Eugenicist Bill Gates demands <laughs> digital certificates to prove coronavirus vaccination status. And I have to mention that another article from the website True News referred to him as a eugenist. So I don't know who to believe in terms of the proper terminology. I, I would trust True News more, honestly, if it didn't leave out the E in their name. And it's like mm. TR, like actual True News. Maybe put it's a funny because that makes me trust them more. Oh, okay. I trust them even yeah. more because there's no E. This plot was apparently leaked in an even more infamous venue than a TED talk. A Reddit ask me anything quote Gates openly admitted to the world that the agenda moving forward is to vaccinate every person on the planet with coronavirus vaccines, as well as track them with mark of the beast type digital certificates. And see, this would all be on the level, I think. If he had went with a different kind of digital certificate, hmm. even I would be skeptical of the Mark of the Beast variant. I would have gone with a non Mark of the Beast digital certificate. So Gates wants some type of proof for whether people got vaccinated, kind of like a digital vaccine card hmm. is what it sounds like. And that seems innocuous until you realize what the end game really is. Quote, if you agree to get vaccinated with a Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine, once it becomes available, in other words, then the government will grant you permission to join back up with society and resume at least some of the quote unquote normalcy of your former life. If you don't, however, then you'll presumably be ostracized from the rest of the world and forced into permanent isolation, left to fend for yourself with no means to buy, sell or conduct any type of business in order to make a living and survive. What what's actually adorable to me about this is that they think the US government could have, you know, complete control over corporations when it's really kind of the in reverse. Yeah, I think about it. I, I, I think I also the word the word presumably hmm. doing a lot, a lot of work, work lot in that in that clip. Should capitalize it, maybe put it in all caps. By the way, 
If you had been paying attention to the book of Revelation and the Old Testament prophets, you would have seen all this coming, apparently, that this has all been predicted uh, by the prophets of old. And all of these nefarious schemes, natural news and other conspiracy uh, sites, they tie them to three different things. Event 201, ID 2020, and quantum dot tattoos. So let's go over all of those in turn. Let's start with event 201. Event 201 was a joint pandemic exercise held on October 18th, 2019. The exercise was hosted by the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, along with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh Here boy. they are. Oh, boy. The name comes from the fact that we are now facing 200 epidemics each year. The hypothetical global pandemic covered in the exercise was thus event 201. In this tabletop exercise, a hypothetical 65 million people were killed worldwide by a coronavirus pandemic. And this seems to be a completely shocking coincidence. A mere six months before the current pandemic, a bunch of globalist geeks LARPed a coronavirus outbreak. What gives? What explains this? There is a rather simple explanation for this, and it's that labels are important. We think of what we were facing in everyday speech as the coronavirus, but that isn't true. It is one type of coronavirus, specifically SARS-CoV-2, which causes coronavirus disease 2019 or COVID-19. SARS stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, by the way. So we are dealing with Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. That technical name, it gives you a hint because it sounds familiar. It's a sequel of the virus that caused SARS, called SARS-CoV. SARS was first reported in Asia in February 2003 and spread to North and South America and Europe. Thankfully, only 8,098 people got sick, 774 of whom died. There haven't been any cases of SARS since 2004. Another coronavirus you have probably heard of is MERS-CoV, which causes MERS, or Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. MERS was first reported in Saudi Arabia in 2012. All reported cases of MERS are associated with living in or traveling to Saudi Arabia, the largest outbreak happening in South Korea in 2015. MERS is incredibly deadly. For every 10 MERS patients, three to four die. In short, coronaviruses, plural, have been on the agenda for nearly 20 years. Given the attention SARS and MERS generated, it makes perfect sense that event 201 would have chosen a coronavirus for their simulation. And it's not even right to call it a coincidence. The reason COVID-19 is such a pain in the ass is because coronaviruses in general are a pain in the ass. And that's why Event 201 focused on them. In summary, Event 201 and the current pandemic were both caused by coronaviruses being big pieces of of shit. Let's just hope we never hear about event 202. Hopefully Which, we won't uh, if we all get vaccinated, maybe. Turning to ID 2020, this is where the whole digital certificates thing comes from. Their full name is the Digital Identity Alliance, and they are partially funded by who else? Bill Gates, more specifically Microsoft and the Gates funded nonprofit Gavi, which focuses on <gasps> vaccines. Oh, boy. If natural news is to be believed, ID2020 wants to inject the global poor with microchips so we could track their every moment. But surprisingly, they shouldn't be believed. Basically, ID2020 
want to create highly secure and private digital ID cards. That's it. Take this statement from the group themselves, quote, over 1 billion people worldwide are unable to prove their identity through any recognized means. As such, they are without the protection of law and are unable to access basic services, participate as a citizen or voter, or transact in the modern economy. We believe that individuals must have control over their own digital identities, including how personal data is collected, used, and shared. Everyone should be able to assert their identity across institutional and national borders and across time. Privacy, portability, and persistence are necessary for digital identity to meaningfully empower and protect individuals. And you just know, all the people who hate this project, they also really love voter ID laws. Oh, for uh, sure. That, yeah. that Venn diagram is just a circle. ID2020 have been tied to a few pilot projects testing out these ideas. One is based in Austin, Texas, which seeks to offer the homeless community a way to have identification and medical records available via the cloud attached to a QR code card that they have on their person. Another project active in Bangladesh and Tanzania is looking to secure digital identities via an infant's fingerprint. And I won't say too much about this, but Forrest, I hope you are listening. <laughs> Forrest, are you listening to these projects? They're relevant to things you're working on. <laughs> and not to bum out any Mark of the Beast proponents out there, but so far, no ID 2020 projects involve injecting anything into anybody so hey mm -hmm. maybe your project can be the first let's yeah. you know, be the trailblazer that bill gates wants you to be yeah maybe you want to start a little upshop pop-up mark of the beast shop in your local uh, store that would be that's that's this is what a lot of these folks don't maybe understand in Austin, texas keep it weird keep it weird this is I mean, we need to update these conspiracies for the millennial generation yeah. we gotta have it has to be a pop-up it has to be organic there's a lot of marketing that they need to work through Probably the coolest of these three topics and the closest to an injectable microchip is the quantum dot tattoo. Yeah. When I first read this on the outline, I thought you wrote quantum dot tacos. Oh. I read that totally wrong. So I thought, I thought it was some like new futuristic fate meat taco from Del Taco or something. Oh, and that I sounds I like, so good. I'm so hungry right It's like now. Dippin' Dots taco or something. Yeah, that should be instead of like Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger, Impossible Burgers, kind of. Yeah. Quantum, quantum beef, I, I think is really uh is really I think up. they should have called themselves impossible murder. That's like actually Ooh, better. <laughs> no murdering of animals in this uh, fake meat ah, patty. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, the reality is not as tasty as a quantum uh, dot taco or a quantum del taco. The Gates Foundation funded a December 2019 article published in Science Translational Medicine called Biocompatible Near Infrared Quantum Dots Delivered to the Skin by Microneedle Patches Record Vaccination. And compared to the one study we talked about in the previous episode that had 11 authors and only one was hidden behind a show more button, mm -hmm. this one had 28 oh. authors and 25 oh. of them were <laughs> hidden. So way, way worse. <laughs> and to really get a taste of just how diabolical this paper is, let's take a look at the abstract. Quote, vaccines prevent disease and save lives. However, lack of standardized immunization record keeping makes it challenging to track vaccine coverage across the world. McHugh et al. developed dissolvable microneedles that deliver patterns of near-infrared light-emitting microparticles to the skin. Particle patterns are invisible to the eye, but can be imaged using modified smartphones. By co-delivering a vaccine, the pattern of particles in the skin could serve as an on-person vaccination record. Patterns were detected nine months after intradermal delivery of microparticles in rats, 
and co-delivery of inactivated poliovirus led to protective antibody production. Discrete microneedle delivered microparticle patterns. <laughs> Discrete wow. microneedle delivered <laughs> microparticle patterns in porcine and pigmented human skin. That is an incredible. That is a beautiful wow. sentence. That is beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, let me. Discrete microneedle delivering microparticle patterns in porcine and pigmented human skin were identifiable using semi-automated machine learning. These results demonstrate proof of concept for intradermal on-person vaccination record keeping. In other words, you inject these microparticles, these small little bits, along with the polio vaccine. The vaccine still works, and a fancy smartphone can identify the microparticle used. Mm. These microparticles are the aforementioned quantum dot. They have a unique structure which gives off a unique reaction to near-infrared light. By detecting the pattern of reaction, a device can detect the unique structure and whatever that structure is linked to, in this case, a polio vaccine. So each different vaccine would be given a different type of quantum dot, and so you could tell, okay, you've got the polio one, you've got mm. the measles one, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Proof of concept, as they say. So... We have some kind of identifying gizmo being injected into people, but sadly, a microchip, it is not. It's basically a tiny, fancy mirror. Ooh. It just reflects light in a fancy way. And actually, no you say fancy mirror, I'm, pic I'm picturing some sort of ornate mirror from like the Victorian era oh. being injected into people. It's very fancy. Oh, yes. So those are the three pillars of the Bill Gates microchip conspiracy theories. And as we could see, they're all perfectly benign and even interesting ideas. Maybe they won't work. Yeah. Maybe you don't like them, but it doesn't mean Bill Gates is trying to control your mind because he, he's already done that. I mean, he's already done that. Uh, yeah. Do you know how dominant Microsoft Office is? I was going to say, despite it people being, typing these conspiracies out or using PCs. Yeah. Using Microsoft, you, like the global economy runs off of an Excel spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> let's just be very clear about that. So the, he already owns the economy. He doesn't have to go through all this rigmarole. And one thing about this whole microchip conspiracy that just shows how perfectly social media gets integrated to all of this is from once again, TikTok. TikTok user Jasmine 0708 shared a video showing a colleague's arm being scanned by, uh, well, a scanner, like some kind of chip scanner. The device read no ID found, but then she scanned her own vaccinated arm and a chip was detected. Oh, Terrifying. Boy. Yeah. The key fact about this video is that it was a joke. Oh. It was it, it was. Yeah, it was a prank. It, it wasn't real. But the assortment of hashtags, including hashtag vaccine, hashtag vaccine side effect, hashtag chipped, hashtag chip finder, hashtag covid vaccine, hashtag covid vaccine side effects brought out those who didn't find it funny at all because they thought it was real. The video got over a million likes on TikTok, but at least Jasmine0708 made a comment clarifying that it was fake. The video would not have that benefit when it was shared on other platforms such as Instagram. One user who did just that was Time to Awake, who reposted it on Instagram and asked simply, thoughts on this? Uh, yes, I do have thoughts on this. Go outside. <laughs> uh, it's good advice unless you live in Vegas right now. Then yeah. just stay inside. Yeah, the, that's, that's Most very of the year. fair. That's very fair. And this conspiracy intersects with the magnetic conspiracy because the microchip is used to explain why people are becoming magnetized. Uh -huh. I guess the microchips are magnetic. 
okay. which seems to be a bad design flaw. Yeah, that's not for what a you supposedly want. Yeah. secret microchip. I, I think they needed more R and D on that. All right. Well, so briefly here, we need to um, introduce Doctor Naomi Wolf. She's the author of the famous book The Beauty Myth, and has also jumped into the uh, vaccine conspiracy disinformation boat. So it's that's a uh, profitable boat if you do it right. Yes, it is. She posted a beautiful array of dangerous nonsense. She definitely is obviously into microchip vaccine conspiracy theory, calling the COVID vaccines a, quote, software platform that can receive uploads. That is true. If by receive uploads, you mean shoot a near infrared light into. So if you totally misinterpret what she says, she is right. She is also compared Dr. Anthony Fauci to Satan, as one does. But most importantly, she tweeted that the feces and urine of those who have received the COVID vaccine need to be set apart from the general everyday sewage while tests were carried out to measure the impact on non-vaccinated citizens through drinking water. Yeah, you know, honestly, that's enough for me from Dr. Wolf. I don't want to hear about feces <laughs> yes. and urine. Let's talk about something more real. This is silly. Brent, let's talk a little bit about those vaccine passports I keep hearing so much about. All right. Yeah, it's travel season. Let's go. There are a lot of worries that we will all be put under the totalitarian rule of vaccine passports, basically proofs that we have been vaccinated to go to various places. One such whistleblower is Gillian McKeith, former host of the British show You Are What You Eat. And, you know, I'm sorry. So I said that I was kind of tired of the feces in your end, but I but I did forget that. So I don't I've never heard of this woman because I'm not British. Yeah. Uh, she is apparently Famous for inspecting people's shit ah. to make sure their diets are going well, being Oof. dubbed the, quote, awful poo lady. Wow. She responded to the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson announcing that party goers would have to be completely vaccinated before entering nightclubs. McKeith took to Twitter to engage in acrostic warfare against the authoritarian outrage. Quote, certificate of vaccination ID. Truth is always in plain sight. Oh, always in plain sight. Always. I got it. I mean, she kind of phoned it in by just going with ID, I feel, <laughs> yeah. for the ID in COVID. I mean, that's kind of lame. And the best part about this is that many responded on Twitter with their own acrostics mm. uh, to share with McKeith to maybe kind of find something else. Uh, two of them were chocolate orange variety is delicious. Oh, and Cretans obviously vaunt idiocracy <laughs> done. And they did the double V. <laughs> Like in that movie, The Witch. So oh, yeah, I, I kind of like yeah. that. That's kind of fun. Okay. That's kind of fun. But by far, at Mia Sabine wins. Uh, she had five bangers of acrostics. Coming off Valium inspires dread. Clothe our vermin in denim. Camper vans offer very intimate dining. Convict ultra vagabonds in degrees. Could other vague intentions dissipate? <laughs> So very good. I, very, I came up with one of my own. And when I was writing this podcast, I spent probably lot, like way too much time trying to figure this out. Maybe like 20 minutes or something. And here it is. Catch Obama vaccinating illegal dictators. You know, <laughs> you got to catch him. Oh, He's going to do it. Oh, man. We have news today from uh, North Korea where Kim Jong-un was, <laughs> was secretly vaccinated by Obama. I guess uh, Putin would be a legal dictator. No, I don't know. I don't know who a legal dictator is. But. Yeah, maybe illegitimate. You could do illegitimate. Yeah, I think illegitimate there. I could, you know, the it legal. Took me, I, it took I me 15 seconds. Long. You spent 20 minutes working did, on did, that. I did. I did. I should have passed this one off to you. All 
All right, so McKeith also spelled out how the unvaccinated are being subject to their own kind of apartheid. Quote, For a country that is supposed to be so inclusive, there are those who are seriously pushing towards a new kind of segregation. The insulting term of unvaccinated to dehumanize those who are choosing at this time not to take part in an experiment is repulsive. Also, huge step backwards. Many have somehow been convinced that they are actually free, all in caps, as draconian regulations and mandates are unleashed daily. The unsuspecting person becomes anesthetized to what's actually happening. That's the clever creation of a dictatorship that's an illegal dictatorship, taking hold, not being allowed, in my opinion, into a restaurant and forced to order takeout instead is pretty damn draconian. So let's keep perspective. I went to Walmart yesterday to get an oil change. Yeah. Their auto center was temporarily closed. Are you kidding me right now? Because of COVID. What? If that isn't an illegal dictatorship, what is? Did you tell me, tell me you didn't have to drive like a mile of the road to Jiffy Lube. Just tell me you didn't have to do that. Please. It's a sadness. It's a real sadness. There are all sorts of medical professionals and medical quack watchers available to denounce this dangerous silliness. But one brave tweeter summed it up by saying, quote, well, that makes no fucking sense. Good job. (laughs) Perfect. But if you thought celebrity nutritionists were the only unqualified people with opinions, you would be sorely mistaken. Musicians are also getting in on the action, including Eric Clapton and Van Morrison. Unfortunately, no Roger Waters. So I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, he was he was too busy hosting a concert in Syria. Regarding the regulations from Boris Johnson, we discussed above Clapton insisted he would not play any venue with a, quote, discriminated audience, which I can't imagine the horror of how Eric Clapton felt when Layla got her Pfizer shot. That had to be the worst. You, you can actually tell in the song when Layla gets the visor shot. Oh. That's when that boring piano part starts at the end. His statement included a link to his recent collaboration with Morrison, an anti-COVID lockdown song called Stand and Deliver, which includes some of the following edifying lyrics. Quote, do you want to be a free man or do you want to be a slave? Do you want to wear these chains until you're lying in the grave? Magna Carta? Bill of Rights, the Constitution, what's it worth? You know, you're going to grind us down, ah, until it really hurts. Is this a sovereign nation or just a police state? You better look out, people, before it gets too late. God, it sounds like a five-year-old wrote that. Um, Okay, (laughs) wow. (laughs) That's like my poetry when I was like in grade school. This is Um, not poetry to me. (laughs) It's an inside joke. So it ends with the line, Dick Turpin wore a mask too. Dick Turpin being an 18th century murderer and horse thief. Oh, that. So, so we're all like Dick Turpin because we wear masks? <laughs> Is that the implication? It's still, honestly, these lyrics are somehow less idiotic and offensive than Toby Keith's The Taliban Song. So <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, give that a thumbs down. Also, I, so in case you're not aware, there's a great deal of irony in all this supposed outrage about discrimination, here is Eric Clapton. This isn't, I'm going to say 76. This is an an Eric Clapton rant from around sometime in the 1970s. Quote, do we have any foreigners in the audience tonight? If so, please put up your hands. So where are you? Well, wherever you all are, I think you should all leave. Not just leave the hall, leave our country. I don't want you here in the room or in my country. Listen to me, man. 
I think we should send them all back. Stop Britain from becoming a black colony. Get the foreigners out. Get the wogs out. Get the coons out. Keep Britain white. Wow. Wow. End quote. Just, I mean, I did not realize that about him. I didn't know until I read that. And wow. But I have to say that none of these good people attending here, which, by the way, they bought tickets, you douchebag. None of these good people want to attend an Eric Clapton concert because they actually have musical taste. Uh, And yeah, this and what's funny is that this rant was literally the genesis of the Rock Against Racism concerts. Uh So in short, we all have rights and deserve to live free of the tyranny of the state, except black people. Blatant racism against black people while playing a cheesy, watered down version of the blues (laughs) is quite a thing, I have to say. (laughs) Incredible thing. Here's another Robert Johnson song I ripped off. I don't want any black people listening to it. But thanks for those uh, buying those tickets, guys. I'll keep that money, though. Okay, so enough with all our friends on the other side of the pond. Uh, what, what are some examples of homegrown American vaccine silliness? Yeah, let's get back home. Yeah, exactly. We need to look no further than the conspiracy darling representative. That's right. A U.S. representative, Marjorie Taylor Greene, ah. to find all sorts of great ideas. Indeed. And uh, for the record... Uh, some abbreviate her name as MTG, like AOC. I refuse because yeah. MTG stands for one thing and one thing only, and that is Magic the Gathering. All right. I'm not going to sully that acronym. Is it ma- is Magic the Gather? Is it Magic the Gathering or is it, is it Magic and, and the Gathering? Or is it like a Magic uh, Gathering? I think we'll go with Magic and the Gathering. Magic and the Gathering. That that's sounds a, that's about right. deep inside baseball. If you're a patron, you would know that. <laughs> that is from incredible our deep inside baseball. Yeah. Hell's Bells bonus. It wasn't Hell's Bells. It was. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Hell's. No, I'm sorry. You're right. It was not. It was Hell House. Hell House. Hell House. Hell House. I stand corrected. Hell House. A lot of so hell. It, in su- the such inside baseball that even Brent doesn't know. Yeah. I didn't even know my <laughs> own joke. references. Lost myself there. In response to Joe Biden's July 6th proposal to send folks door to door to inform people about where to get vaccinated and that they were safe, Representative Green says, quote, 5,946 reported deaths after taking the hashtag COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is not FDA approved. 33,631,656 Americans survived COVID, but Biden and the Dems are coming to your front door to force you to take the vax. Schools say your healthy kids need it. And you still think you are free? Uh, yes, because oh. I was vaccinated voluntarily. Oh, so um, definition of doesn't apply yeah. to me at all. Yep. I do enjoy the mental image, though, of Biden and a handful of congressional Democrats coming to your door and trying to knock it down to forcibly administer the COVID, you know, COVID-19 vaccine on your front porch. I'm like, sure Ben Garrison has may has drawn that exact image. Oh, sure. I'm absolutely sure. I also like how it's extremely specific. She is a number thirty three million six hundred thirty one thousand six hundred fifty six. It's like that is, seems like a very time sensitive quote. Like you need to update that right away. Yeah. Sadly, no edit button on Twitter. The 5,946 figure comes from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VIRS. VIRS, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the one you say. Or just oh. say V-A-E-R-S. Oh, okay. You don't just say it. Yeah, okay. I like VIRS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it doesn't. Okay, so the V-A-E-R-S number from July 6th, strictly speaking, Representative Green is correct that 5,946 people were reported to have died after taking the vaccine. The sneaky implication that these deaths were because of the vaccine, though, is false. So, yeah, because there's also millions of reported deaths after people took a lovely gulp of fresh air. 
Oh, we damn. don't blame oxygen for the I didn't. Deaths. I was unaware you swallowed your air, Dylan. Oh, yeah. Like a fish out of water. The three main COVID vaccines are not approved by the FDA if approval means they have not cleared what is called a biologics license application or BLA, which is the normal procedure in normal times. However, all three vaccines have been authorized for emergency use by the FDA and under more stringent restrictions than a typical EUA. Lastly, it is true that millions have survived COVID. This does not contradict the fact that hundreds of thousands have died from COVID. If COVID has a 99% survival rate, that means that if everyone in the U.S. gets sick, we'll have more than 3 million people to mourn. That's so, boring. That's boring. Let's talk yeah, about... I don't want to talk about all those dead people. I want to talk about five other dead people. On July 7th, Haitian President Jovenel Moise was assassinated. Investigations are still ongoing to discover the reason, and authorities have already detained two Haitian Americans and some Colombian rebels in connection with the assassination. But that investigation can actually be closed, because thanks to Instagram, we know exactly why President Moise was killed, his opposition to covid vaccination i was thinking that that does also sound like a, a job for frank dukes but that, that is a perfect that whole, the whole that situation. is a perfect yeah. frank dukes job i agree 100 percent. ben baker 1776 shared president moise's name along with four other world leaders tanzanian president john magufuli prime minister of the ivory coast hamed bakayoko prime minister of iswatini ambrose Dlamini, and burundian president pierre nukurun ziza what do all of these world leaders have in common? According to Ben Baker, 1776, they all opposed COVID vaccination and were either assassinated or, quote, died of very suspicious circumstances. In case we can't put two and two together, Ben Baker, 1776, does it for us, quote, interesting who checks out, huh? Almost like there's some kind of financial evil agenda going on, huh? Your natural spider sense should tingling during all this stuff. You could feel stuff isn't right. Trust your judgment, people, because you are 100% right. Hashtag not my president. Hashtag Marvel Spider-Man part 20. <laughs> I, I, see, I <laughs> thought this was a, a election pitch. Spider-Man 28, 2028. Mm. Another Instagram user shared an image of these five world leaders and really gets to the point much more quickly. Quote, murdered for opposing COVID-19 vaccines. When it comes to former President Moise, the answers to these two questions are yes and no. It's true that Haiti did reject a shipment of AstraZeneca vaccines because of skepticism about their efficacy, but Moise also instituted a mask mandate and a nightly curfew. The, quote, very suspicious circumstances behind Magufuli's death was a 10-year history of heart disease, which required a pacemaker. He died on March 17, 2020, of chronic atrial fibrillation. To be totally transparent, Magufuli did have some oddball views about COVID. Instead of taking the vaccine, he recommended Tanzanians, quote, pray and inhale herb-infused steam. Okay, so just cook with rosemary and thyme then. Got yeah, it. exactly. Just make a nice vegetable stock. Yep, stand over the stove. Just, yeah, stand over it and just inhale those fumes. Nikarunziza also shared Magufuli's skepticism about COVID and the efficacy of vaccination. He also shared his propensity for heart disease and died of a heart attack on June 8th, 2020. Dlamini died on December 13th, 2020. It was unclear what his stance on vaccination was, but he declared a national emergency the previous July and passed regulations to battle COVID. Also, he caught COVID four weeks before he died, so presumably 
he thought it was real. We can assume probably he did. Yeah, oh, yeah, know. yeah. The most egregious part of this is the inclusion of Prime Minister Bakayoko, who worked to get vaccines for the Ivory Coast. In fact, they were one of the first countries to receive vaccines via the COVAX program, receiving 504,000 vaccines on February 26th. Bakayoko himself died of cancer in a German hospital on March 10th. To sum up, the, quote, very suspicious circumstances include heart disease, cancer, and... COVID-19. Well, and two of them dying in the same month. What are the odds? That is, yeah, it, almost nobody dies on the same month. And when it comes to this, really, the last thing we need to talk about here is the social media angle. As you've seen, nearly all of these stories were propagated and amplified by social media. Yeah. But it is getting harder. For the vaccine conspiracies, Facebook and Twitter, for example, are cracking down more every day. A lot of the Instagram posts that we've discussed are only saved in screenshots. Those accounts are those posts are either deleted or the accounts were deactivated or whatever. But these groups are fighting back through the power of dance. Nice. Well, by the power of the word dance. Oh, because anti-vax Facebook groups are evading bans by using code words. For example, one such group is a dance party and their backup group is a dinner party. Another group has code words for us vaccinated folks. We're referred to as swimmers and getting vaccinated is joining a swim club. And you know, the infertility people have to be real upset with this language. They don't want the vaccinated to be associated with swimmers in any way. Yeah, this is kind of getting a little pizzagate for me. You know, it's like we're swimming in walnut sauce here. Oh, yeah, God. now we what have to wrong? now we have to interpret, you know, what they're saying. Yeah. Some more uh, code words here is Pfizer is often called pizza oh. or pizza king going exactly oh, into the pizzagate thing. And Moderna goes by the much more boring Mona. And these groups tend to spawn off their own code word fan fiction because it's ah. just, you know, once you start invoking code words, you just keep going back to that. Well, <laughs> Uh, so here's one particular example. Quote, we went on a cross country trip where we spent two nights with dancers. My husband believes that by being around those who have danced, the glitter caused the shingles reactivation. Glitter here refers to the vaccine shedding business we have discussed previously. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when white spots form on an unvaccinated person's lungs in the ICU, those are called bedazzled lungs. OK, so. That's it for the conspiracies and the bad news. And so we've had to wade through a lot of garbage in the series. So we figured we would end on a high note and give the final word to Robert Nodell, who recently finished his tenure as interim director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. This is what he had to say on Twitter. Quote, I'm not one to vent on Twitter, but enough is enough. All this rhetoric against COVID vaccines is a bunch of baloney. You don't have to trust me. Consult your family physician or pharmacist. If you don't want to protect yourself, do it to protect your family, neighbors, or strangers who may have vulnerabilities putting them at grave risk you may not even know about. We all care about and look after one another. Let's stop this virus in its tracks once and for good. MoStopsCOVID.com hmm. And with that... With that high note of sorts, yeah. we are done with our series on COVID vaccine conspiracy. So, Brent, what did you learn in these episodes? What most stuck out? 
to you. Oh, dear God, all of it. The magnetism, the, you know, the micro chip, obviously, the little mini tattoos, um, the quantum dot, all of it. It's it's just, it, it's amazing to me how much work people do and go into and time they spend of their precious little life, you know, the small time we have on on this planet and they do this and they could just simply go get vaccinated. It's just so much work and they could just go get a shot in like two seconds of Walgreens for free, by the way. Yeah. Or they could do this um, research and put it to good use. I mean, yeah, I think they, they think that they're doing that. That guy, the, the Twitter um, statement at the end by the uh, by Robert uh, Nodell was perfect. I think he sums it up really well. It's like when he's talking about, you know, if you don't want to do this to protect yourself. Um, I know people that have said that, you know, like they don't, you know, whatever. They don't want to do it. But it's not it's not about you only. You know, it's like we. Mm-hmm. We are kind it's kind of depressing to me, I have to say, that you look at the number of the percentage of people vaccinated here and it sort of shows you kind of the self-centered nature of this country sometimes. It's like, yeah, really? Like you don't care about your fellow American? Like what what more anti-American thing is there than to not, you know, get yourself vaccinated and protect yeah, your especially, fellow Especially, I mean, it's, it's one thing if you literally believe like it's part of some global conspiracy to kill everybody yeah. and like that's why you're not taking it. But there are right. people who say things like, I'm not taking the vaccine because it triggers the libs. Right. That's a whole other level. That is to me way more pathological. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? What, what grabbed you in this? I think the main thing that grabbed me is how kind of, we need to shift from critical thinking to rhetorical training. Yeah. Cause I think all of the social media stuff, unless people are going to start bombing Twitter servers, uh, we all, if we're going to be on Twitter, we have a responsibility to like play a role in not in combating some of the stuff. True. And what's not going to do it are rational arguments alone. They have to be rhetorically persuasive. And I think this is something that really came to my attention with the, the Gates microchip stuff and stuff about the great reset. I'm not sure if we've talked about that yet. Uh, that's something that Dr. Hodkinson mentions. Mm-hmm. where it sounds really terrifying, the great reset. Right. And when you look at it, it's actually this idea of, you know, the economy shrank during COVID and now we're working to build it back up. And hey, we can use this as an opportunity to maybe build it back up in greener ways or whatever. But I think rich people's minds have been melted because they're so rich. And I think they're they could kind of like be out of touch and that we need to recognize that fair or not, these globalist cabal conspiracies are out there right. and so their rhetoric has to be really precise yes and they have to recognize when they use language like the great reset right that sounds real nefarious right exactly i even think like bill gates should not be doing amas on his own yep and i think recognizing the language of digital certificates and it's not fair but uh none of this is fair and i think we have to there's this idea that, well, like, you know, I shouldn't have to put in the work, but you do. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, that's the world we live in. Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. And, and I think the, the rhetorical battle is super important. And also going off on that, I was talking to somebody earlier on Twitter about ivermectin mm-hmm. and how ivermectin is an FDA approved drug for human beings. Mm-hmm. It's mostly used uh, like especially in the U.S. for livestock. That's true. Um, but saying it's just a horse medicine is false yes. and it makes us look dumb. Right. That matters. Right. And so, and again, it's, is it, it's not fair that conspiracy mongers can just spout bullshit 24 seven and we can't make a slip up. 
it's not fair, but yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, uh, but that's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why we made it very clear uh, in the last episode that, you know, it's not. I mean, it is. It's funny to make sheep jokes. And we did make those jokes. Uh, <laughs> but we, we say to Ray up front that this is not just a non-human medicine. And so right. I think it's, being very careful rhetorically and in terms of accuracy is is really necessary for this stuff. Right. It's just not approved for COVID. I yeah. mean, just like say it that way. It's just not approved. Yeah. And I mean, COVID. I think even <laughs> medically what yeah. I mentioned is kind of what I mentioned before. And I even found out that even the author of that study we discussed said that we don't know if our results can be translated to human beings because of the concentration. Right. And you know, we need to be accurate with this stuff and we need to be able to package it nicely because the opposing side can. Yeah. And the opposing yeah. sites, natural news is totally free. There's no there's no paywall. Uh, and New York Times does. Yeah. And I don't know how to solve that problem. I, I, you know, it can't just be, well, journalists don't get paid. Yeah. But we have to. It's a rhetorical war is what this is. It's not a war of rational argumentation. It's a war of convincing people, and that doesn't happen with argument alone. Absolutely. And on that here, depressing or maybe <laughs> inspiring note, uh, whichever you want to take, we do have some announcements. Um, again, if you want to uh, catch our bonus episodes, we're doing weekly bonus episodes again. That'll be $5 a month on Patreon. And I'm actually going to be releasing our first bonus episode back right after this recording. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch, all at NDCIO. And we're beginning weekly Twitch streams on Fridays. So that's Friday Eastern time, Eastern daylight time, I think is technically. It's technically EDT right now. <laughs> uh, but just east 9 p.m. Eastern time, so that's 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Going to do a couple hours of just game streams uh, because Friday is now our release time. So you can listen to the episode in the afternoon. Watch me right now. I'm playing some Stardew Valley. Ooh, so nice. relaxing by uh, farming some crops, getting some <laughs> fish, all that kind of fun stuff. So again, that's Twitch 9 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. And also, please join us on Discord. Uh, that's definitely the best way uh, to reach out to us is on Discord. The links will be in the show notes below, but you can get all of that information, including our Discord link at our website. None dare call it ordinary. Dot com. And with that, we, we are, are dun, dun, dun. for listening to this episode of none dare call it ordinary if you would also like to hear our weekly bonus episodes just become a five dollar a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary that is also where you'll find any blog posts pictures and news updates to go along with our regular series and you don't even have to be a patron to get access to all that fun stuff you can also reach us by email at none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com Lastly, we ask for you to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served.